0: Last word on travel on today FM
1: with multitrip.com. Get ready for new adventures.
0: Let's talk travel with Sarah Slattery from the travelExpert.ie. And let's talk about traveling with pets. Because Sarah, this is something I'm personally interested in. We stayed in Ireland a few years ago, went to a hotel which I won't name, but we took the dog with us, put the dog in the kennels. The dog was miserable. Probably no fault of the people who put the kennels in place but they were about five minutes away walk from the hotel and it not something I would never do again. Is it easy, is it advisable to bring your pet on a holiday with you?
1: Um, Hi, Matt. I don't know whether it's easy, but it's certainly, I suppose, from my research just over the last few days, it's certainly a lot easier than I thought if you're travelling within the EU. Um, The first thing I would say is, um, even if you're even contemplating it, just get a pet passport. The pet passports are actually valid for life once your pet's rabies um, vaccination is in date. So even if it's something you're thinking about, just go ahead and get it. And they're not, they're actually fairly straightforward to to, to get Where did you get them? Your vet basically will help you with all of that. Uh, you need to you need a veterinary health certificate. So your vet, you contact your vet or the regional veterinary office at least two months in advance of travel to make sure that you have plenty of time that the documents can be certified. Um, then you need your up to date rabies vaccination. And um, this has to be done at least 21 days before you travel. And for anyone with new pets, um, it it can't be done until the pets are twelve weeks old. So you basically the earliest you can travel with your pet is fifteen weeks. Um, and then your pet needs to be microchipped. Um, and that's pretty much it. Once but you the have pets, there's
0: only certain types of pets, so you can't get your rabbit on board a flight, can you, for example?
1: No, sorry, I should have said that. Um, this, this pet passport applies to dogs, cats and ferrets only. So um, there, there are links. Um, I have a post about this on the website, but there are links if you're travelling with other types of pets as well. Uh, different rules apply. So I suppose I just... I figured it's probably mostly dogs or cats at the moment. So I, 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 I pretty much stuck to that. Um, but once you have all of those things, um, you're, you're pretty much good to go within the EU. Um, uh, when you start looking outside the EU, it gets a little bit more complicated because you need an animal health certificate. Um, this has to be done 10 day no more than 10 days before you arrive in the EU. It also varies country to country. So, There's a lot more involved if you're thinking of traveling further afield.
0: Okay, and then it's interesting the treatment against tapeworm is particularly interesting.
1: Yeah, Ireland is actually free from tapeworm. So if if you're leaving Ireland uh, to go to France for instance, you don't need anything else other than those three things that I mentioned. But coming back into Ireland, you will need your pet will need to be treated for for tapeworm 1 to 5 days before your return flight um or or ferry. So um you need to make sure you do that with a local vet between 1 and 5 days before you come back into Ireland. So again that's something really uh, important to highlight.
0: Okay. Can you bring your dog or cat on a plane?
1: Yeah, this again, it varies. One thing about about everything other than what I've just said is uh, there's so many different exclusions. It can depend on the size of the dog. There's certain breeds that are excluded. Um, snub-nosed pest, pets can't go into some um, in the hold if they can't breathe properly. So, you know, there are exclusions for for size, for breed, for lots of different things. And then um, airlines have different policies as well. There are certain airlines that I would say are maybe pet friendly, like um, KLM would be one particularly, Um, Air France, Lufthansa, Turkish Airlines. They all will allow small dogs in the cabin.
0: But do they have Um, to be put into a particular type of travel bag or sort of mini kennel?
1: They do. Yeah. Yeah. They have, and they have to be able to sit in the, if to go in the cabin, they need to be able to sit under the seat in front of you. You can't take them out of the kennel. Um, and there's, a, there's a maximum size generally as well. It's like, well, depending again, it varies from airline to airline, but usually 46 by 28 by 24.
0: Small dogs. Um, so
1: yeah. Oh, uh, that's an, and an eight kilo in weight. So, you know, they're all kind of based on small pets. Now, there's it's separate rules apply for guide and assistance dogs. But, you know, just for a, a generally a pet um, in a cabin, it, it's usually a small dog and it's only on specific airlines uh, like Ryanair don't allow them at all in the hold or in the cabin. A uh, lot of airlines allow them in the hold. And again, they are different ways you can book them. Aer um, Lingus, for instance, they use, Aer uh, Lingus and British Airways use a separate pet agent. So you, you go onto the website, fill in a link with your dog and it comes back to you with a price. So again, it, it, it's different policies from airline to airline and also depends on the size and breed of your dog.
0: Yeah, because it looks like, as you said, snub-nosed pets apparently might suffer breathing problems on a flight.
1: Exactly, uh, if they're in the hold, yeah. So okay. if they're small enough, they can go on the plane, but if they can't go in the hold, yeah.
0: Okay, Uh, I believe dogs and cats and ferrets are allowed. Uh, Ferrets can be emotional support, apparently. Uh, Yeah,
1: they're all included in the kind of pest passport, those three in the pet passport uh, within the EU.
0: All right. Travelling by ferry. Now, I have friends who've done this in the last couple of years. Since they got a dog, they no longer fly. They go to the south of Spain for the summer and they go by ferry and then drive down through France just so they can bring the dog.
1: Yeah, uh, this is another thing that was quite interesting because, again, it seems to vary between the ferry companies. Uh, It seems to be fairly straightforward if you're going to the UK. It's usually free of charge. You can leave them in the vehicle. If you're on a foot passenger, you need to have a little kennel with them. Um, If you're traveling to France, um, Brittany Ferries have pet friendly cabins. Um, The others have the kind of pet. Lodges or kennels or different um, areas that you you leave your dog, and then you can walk them on occasion a couple of times with when you're on the ferry, or in some cases you can still leave them in the vehicle. But again, it, it varies from um, from company to company. But also, it, it's quite reasonably priced as well, um, like thirty to sixty euro going to France, like compared to well, I I, I was trying to find prices <laughs> going to Europe, and I got everything from seventy five euro to a thousand euro. So like definitely. Travelling by ferry seems to be the most reasonably priced as well.
0: Okay, but when you get abroad, are you necessarily going to find that where you're going to will allow you to bring a pet in with you?
1: Yeah, it's it's vital that you obviously check. Now, more and more places are becoming pet friendly, but really actually interesting what you mentioned at the start of this about hotels in Ireland, because it's the same everywhere. You know, pet friendly is such a loose term. You know, pet friendly might mean that you know they can stay in your room but you're not they're not allowed to leave the room and um, it can mean in some hotels there's pet concierge they accept all different types of dogs and um, Kempton hotels for instance have a fantastic pet policy where they accept all types of dogs regardless of size it's all free of charge you know so there's different hotels have different policies so it's 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 again it's really important to check it. Good websites like booking.com and Airbnb have a box that you can tick uh, for pet friendly and it'll, you know, narrow down the search. So they're really, really handy to have. And there's a good website as well called Bring Fido, which is like, I suppose it's like the trip advisor for for pets. I don't know if you might know it, Um, but it has all restaurants that allow pets and hotels and activities that you can do with your pet when you're abroad as well.
0: But if you come to stay in Ireland, will any hotel allow you to keep the dog in the room with you rather than saying out to the kennels out the back if they have kennels?
1: Actually, lots of hotels will allow, will have pet friendly rooms. Um, but sometimes, you know, they you, you can't bring them into the public areas. Most won't allow them in the restaurants. Um, I did the salty dog and county down will allow them in, um, in the restaurant with you, but most of them will only allowed, allow you in outdoor, um, public areas when they're on a lead. But there are other hotels like the ocean sands and Ennis uh, Gregan's Castle in Clare, they have ho- hotel rooms that have direct outdoor access. So at least, you know, you can literally open your your door and let them out, uh, which is handy as well. So, again, I, I found it quite, um, as is going back to that pet friendly term, it really, really varies. Like the 12 Hotel in Galway have a, a separate lobby for your pet with a pet menu, um, a few hotels some five stars like Castle Mart or Ashford Castle. Have a pet concierge, you know, they, to give you their, your dog, turn down treats and all sorts of things, you know. So again, it really, really varies. Okay. um you know, from, from hotel to hotel.
0: We leave it there, Sarah Slattery from the Thank you for joining us. The last
1: word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from four thirty.